0: The baseline and into Yoli Child who takes it back for BYU. Ahead to Eli. What a whip to TJ Hodges. score. Oh, a laser pass. We
1: love LA. Game day for BYU basketball at LMU. Here's to BYU not trailing by 18 points at Gerston Pavilion. The newest BYU football hire
2: Preston Hadley
1: is back in Provo. What are his plans with the safeties? And is the best player in the West Coast Conference hooping in Los Angeles tonight? Don't shake your head. Let's go. This is BYU
2: Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
1: Jerem Jordan. B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter. Of BYU fans everywhere. Happy February. Happy Groundhog Day Eve. Yeah, what are we doing
2: with that tomorrow? We don't know.
1: We'll figure it out. Figure that out. (laughs) We got plenty of time. It's tomorrow. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton teamed up with Phil Connors' ice sculpting teacher, Jerem Jordan.
2: I love that movie, man. It's such a good movie. Top ten for me. Fantastic:
1: The whole idea of what would you do if you had to live the same day over and over again? I do on the show <laughs> in that movie I'm, I'm used to that. Bill Murray playing Phil Connors, learns how to ice sculpt mm-hmm. and become like this concert pianist yes. and
2: I, I do I do love the beginning of the movie when there's a snowstorm and he's trying to get back to, back to Pittsburgh, and he asks the cop. Because he's a weatherman. He says, do you have a special lane for the talent? The talent is the name for the people on camera. To which the cameraman says, did he just call himself the talent? (laughs) (laughs) That's always been really funny to me working in television.
1: The talent. That needs to be a tradition. Watching Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. Oh,
2: yeah, it it is in my house. Shout out to Punxsutawney Phil. The Jordan hacienda. it is.
1: Yes. Do you have uh, traditional foods that you eat? to celebrate the holiday no let's look into that as well
2: uh, okay
1: let's start some Groundhog Day traditions yeah, yeah. all things we I'm need to discuss in. hopefully after BYU wins their 19th game which leads us to our headlines it's your BYU Sports Nation headlines BYU men's basketball in sunny Southern California to face LMU tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern, as a nine and a half point favorite, the Cougars beat LMU 82-67 in Provo earlier this season. But head coach Dave Rose said earlier this week the Cougars will not overlook the six and fifteen Lions.
3: Everybody wants to talk about the Gonzaga, you know, week, and I mean we're excited that we get a chance to play them again. But um, you know, this is uh, this is a real challenge for us to, to go down. To, if you take The last half that we played LMU, we're down, you know, because they beat us in the second half here. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll I'll let you guys talk about the Gonzaga, uh,
1: you know, three wins. Hashtag beat LMU. The Cougars have trailed by 18 points in each of the last two trips to Gerston Pavilion. What? For whatever reason, it has been a tough hill to climb. Or BYU on the bluff, Watch the game live on AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain, and Spectrum Sportsnet. The W.TV for those out of those markets. You can also listen to the game on BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage starts at 10 p.m. Eastern with Jason Shepard and Greg Rebel.
2: Women's basketball team is in second place in league right now. Host third place LMU tonight. Big game for the Cougars in conference, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Speaking of Jeff Judkins, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. He's hard to beat at home right now in league. 22-game home win streak in West Coast Conference play.
1: Two and a half seasons worth, baby. I'm waiting for the tweet from assistant coach Dan Nielsen. Jerome, don't, jinx, don't us. jinx us! Are you jinxing us? I pointed out on Twitter yesterday to Dan that... Um, Technically, you've overcome the jinx like seven times this season. Or 21 times. (laughs) Because we keep mentioning it. (laughs) Don't live your life afraid of jinx.
2: You said it. You broke it up. No hitter.
1: Listen, if you're a Cubs fan or a Red Sox fan. Those jinx were broken. I know, but they lasted for a long time. We didn't talk about it. (laughs) Stop letting other things control your life. Kyle Collinsworth played 10 minutes with two rebounds, four points, and a Dallas Mavericks loss against the Phoenix Suns last night. It marks the final game of Casey's second 10-day contract with the Mavericks. Now we wait and see if he is signed to the open roster spot for Dallas. Does
2: he go back to the Legends and then TBD? We see what happens? Is that what happens?
1: There are some options. We learned from uh, Chuck Cooperstein that it might be a situation where they – Tell Kyle to just kind of hang out until after the trade deadline is over. He doesn't
2: play for the Legends. He just
1: doesn't he, play. He's kind of in limbo for plays
2: Pick up at uh, uh, the church. Well, on it's Tuesday only night. a
1: four day period. Yeah, it's only four days until.
2: Hey, gotta get those shots up. He's done
1: with this contract, and the, the trade deadline is over. Yeah, the, who knows if Dallas decides to do something? Maybe he doesn't get it if they decide to just let the season play out the way it has then that's probably good news for Kyle. And they sign him and let him play the rest of the season because be they're, not awesome. going, they're not going to the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Anyway. It'd be good if he signed with them. Absolutely. Softball's is the preseason favorite to win the West Coast Conference. This is not breaking news because we always dominated uh, whatever league they've been in for like the last 85 years. We always <laughs> made the NCAA tournament 13 years in a row, by the way. Uh, basketball team, do what the softball team does. Libby Suggs on the USA Softball College Player of the Year watch list, by the way, the, the Sugg Life. Led BYU and RBIs with 56 and homers with 13 last year. She didn't choose the Sugg Life, Jerem. The Sugg Life chose
1: her. Absolutely. Nine consecutive conference championships over four different conferences for those counting. Also, BYU <laughs> has 13 games against the preseason top 25 on the schedule, including number one ranked Oklahoma. Loaded up.
2: When you have a conference and you can win it and then go, like, that's fine. When you're an independent football team, like, that would be too hard. What's
1: Ru- the, what's the point? <laughs> Rise and shed. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The second best player in the West Coast Conference. I'm about to make the least bold prediction in the history of this show, Jerem. Jock Landale of St. Mary's Basketball will win the WCC Player of the Year Award. He's the best offensive player on the best team. Offensive, huh? Okay. And is a National Player of the Year candidate. That said, should it be that clear cut for Landale and his set of WCC rules? (laughs) Is he the most complete player? Who, if anyone, would challenge him as king of the West Coast Conference? Our Twitter question, please.
2: Who's the second best player in the West Coast Conference? <laughs> because the first is pretty clear. He's hashtag BYUSN at doc underscore JMO. Come on. Jock Landale based on pure potential. I think, no, we're seeing it play out, not potential anymore. I think Yoli Childs has higher upside and will be unstoppable next year. Uh,
1: Jock is full we're on kin- this He's year, kinetic energy, man. There's no potential there. He is straight we're and moving. Seeing,
2: we're seeing what he is, and he's fantastic. He's a fantastic college player.
1: He's dominating. Yeah, but is 32 he and 31 most... against
2: Brigham. But Whoa. is he the
1: most complete player in the West Coast Conference?
2: Just keep changing it until it uh, fits what you want to get out. <laughs> Just keep
1: altering it. It's time for the latest WCC Player of the Year Power Poll.
2: <laughs> the WCC Power Poll. For Spencer Linton on BYU Sports Nation. I
1: like that version, Jerem. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I like, like that one. Uh, one. We go five through one, then we'll discuss. At number five, he dropped a spot. Jerem's favorite guy in the West Coast Conference, Emmett Narr of St. Mary's. At
2: elders, number five. Of the Moraga Ninth Ward. Get
1: your home teaching done, everyone. <laughs> number four. The Gonzaga player of the week is off a who's, spot. Who's the Gonzaga
2: player of the week this week? I have
1: no idea. Uh, Josh Perkins. <laughs> it's usually one of like five people. Zach Norvell Jr. It's either Killian Tilly, Rui Hachimura, uh, Josh Perkins, uh, uh, Jonathan Williams. Like, they, any of those guys. Just a
2: Gonzaga player.
1: A Gonzaga player. Up to, the game up to number four. Up to number four. Number three. And here is where the change begins. Oh, snap. My guy, Jerem. My guy! Yoli Childs is in at number three for the first time. Why did he drop? Because have you seen what number two Elijah Bryant is doing? EB3. EB4-3. He is up to number two because he has been unreal. And, of course, the man we've discussed, number one, Jock Landale.
2: Okay. Okay. So the second best player in the league is Elijah Bryant to you.
1: He's got two of the seven most efficient scoring basketball games in the history of Cougar Hoops. That's incredible. Eight of nine, 28 points. Eight of nine from the free throw line in that game. Four for four from the three-point line. Eli Bryant at 51% shooting, 45% from the three-point line, and 89.5% shooting from the free throw line to me is Hands down, the best guard in the conference and has earned the right to be number two behind Jock Landale.
2: Lee Kamard asked. Lee Kamard shot 53% for his career. Like to have a guard shoot 50% plus is really awesome. He Troyer said it best yesterday on this very program that things are in slow motion for Elijah Bryant right now. Does he sweat? Does he sweat is a legit question. Like, you know people that sweat a little bit, take some pills or whatever to help with that? I, I think he needs pills to sweat. Can we get him some pills to sweat?
1: He's smooth. So he looks like
2: he's, like, he doesn't, I know he's working hard. He doesn't look
1: like he's working hard, which is awesome. He's so strong in the paint. He's a big combo guard. And he needs to make six straight free throws to hit 90% from the charity stripe for the season. So that very, very high pinnacle of 50, 40, 90 is in play 100% for Elijah Bryant.
2: If he does it, that's incredible. Like, if he finishes the season that way. There have been, what, two players the last 25 years or something? Or nine? I can't remember. It's like ten or fewer. But what Elijah Bryant is doing is incredible. I agree that right now the second-best player in the league is Elijah Bryant. He's fantastic. Jock is clearly number one. He's a National Player of the Year candidate. He's fantastic. Elijah Bryant's playing at a a level that I don't know that any of us uh, could have guessed that he would play at this level. We knew he'd be good, but I don't know that we we knew he'd be this good. When he transferred from Milan and redshirted here, we heard stories that Elijah Bryant was the best player in practice many times. Which is crazy, right? Ah, this red-shooting dude, we don't really know him. He's crushing it. Elijah Bryant's healthy. He was playing, admittedly, on one knee, he said last year. Now this year, he's above and beyond what we thought. You couple that with the only childs, these two are fantastic, man. But the question is, BYU needs a third player to emerge, TJ Haas, to really go to the next level. But I love that we're seeing this, uh, these two be two of the top three. I think the top three players in the league... Or, or maybe it's because it's BYU TV, but it seems like it's pretty clear that Yoli Bryant.
1: are <laughs> two and three.
2: Still, yeah, by the way, on uh, the latest EB&J video uh, blog. They addressed that. They addressed Yoli Bryant because I brought it up in a Q&A.
1: Okay, just humor me for a second, BYU Sports Nation. Yes, Jock Landale is still number one. He's an absolute beast. He's going to win WCC Player of the Year. But if BYU were ranked... And in first place, like St. Mary's, would Landale be the clear-cut choice? No. It would be Elijah Bryant, right?
2: Probably. See, the two Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs uh offset each other a little bit. You need a guy that's like the clear number one. It
1: would be somebody for yeah. BYU if the it Cougars would. were undefeated in conference and ranked yeah. in the top 15. It would be a BYU guy.
2: You get noticed more when your team's good. It's hard to be uh you know, the third best team in the league and produce the player of the year. That did happen Unless with Kyle Collinsworth. Unless you're Collins worth, But he did something that hadn't been done in NCAA history.
1: All right, let's keep rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Who is the second best player in the WCC at Ames Flames? Number one is Jock. Number two is Yolijah. Yolisha. It's better than Yoli Bryan. I'll tell you that. Hey, coming up, what kind of impression
2: did Fred Warner make on NFL scouts at the Senior Bowl? We'll talk to NFL draft analyst John Ledyard coming up. The
1: new BYU safeties coach, Preston Hadley, joins us next. He's back! He's a level nine wizard, people. What does that even mean? And why was now the right time to come back to Provo? The safety wizard. Level nine! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. You know how to do it. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. We're pushing 22,000 of you. Hashtag BYUSN.
2: Women's Hoops plays LMU tonight in the Merritt Center, 9 Eastern time. As mentioned, BYU. Has a nice winning streak going at home in league play. They're tough to beat. Oh, the jinx. Don't you Whatever. BYU's won 22 in a row. BYU LMU tonight, 9 Eastern
1: time. If you really want to jinx them, you'll throw out a 17 plus. But don't do that.
2: No, I'm do not doing not that. Do not do that. No, no. Although Brandon Chase is going to go off tonight.
1: Who is the second best player in West Coast Conference men's basketball at Ryben 3? I'd have to go with Elijah Bryant. Elijah can create for himself and is more clutch. Can you see Jock Landale trying to go coast-to-coast to to win the game?
2: I can't see Elijah Brandt posting up and going up up for a right-handed jump hook either.
1: Ooh, solid retort, Jerem. Jock and Yoli (laughs) require others to facilitate their scoring via entry passes in an offense. Eli creates his own.
2: Yoli in transition is good, too. Don't forget that.
1: Yeah, he can absolutely lead the break.
2: And then if you just throw it near the uh, outskirts of the backboard, he will dunk it one handed
1: Who's the most complete player in the West Coast Conference? That's not the best player, though, is it? That would be Yoli. Yeah, that's
2: true. Because defensively. That's he's, true. He might he's be the really defensive good
1: defensively. Either. I think he will be the defensive player of the year. Ooh, should we make it official? Do we agree on that? Nah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes, we do.
1: Uh, there is a man who vied for defensive player of the year in Independence. His name was Preston Hadley. He used to play at BYU, and now he's coaching at back. BYU. He is back as the safeties <laughs> coach from Weber State Preston. Welcome back to Studio B. Oh, man. man, I appreciate it, fellas. It's good
3: to be back, man.
2: We go back a ways because we played intramurals together. We talked about that team that got disqualified in the semis because of Zach Brady's brother many, yeah. who wasn't eligible. He didn't live in a BYU. But well, we had quite if, if,
3: if Zach didn't get all the... All the, the the personal files, we would have had an issue. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then he'd come over and he'd say, they'd say, what's your name? And he's like, say one of our names. Yeah. You know?
3: I think I even had like three or four yellow cards. and
2: you, know, <laughs> but he, you never got. Yeah,
3: I took the bullet for him. So <laughs> it is what it is. Though, Competitors but.
1: compete, okay? We yeah. get we leave the passion on the field. Um, are you still as invested in Clash of Clans as you were when we were in Miami at the Miami Beach Bowl talking about that?
3: Uh you know I, I regret to say I've I've toned it down a little bit. I still have my clan. Um <laughs> but you know fortunately I've I've found other things to to <laughs> occupy my time in the meantime. So like, but like I, coaching. Yeah, coaching and yeah, coaching. <laughs> coaching, yeah.
2: Let's talk about your path here because you played at BYU on that 2012 defense as a senior that was fantastic. And you said uh on pro day um the, the following let's play the clip
3: man i want to end up back here at byu you know uh coach hadley so uh my major is communications and so eventually i want to i want to try and get involved in the program here getting a coaching. and you know i love the game it's it's tough to stay away from it uh so i'm just hopefully you know i can get like a, a graduate assistant job down the road or or, or intern internship here, and just trying to stay close to the program, and then just get in and work my way in, and and then just you know keep the, the BYU tradition going. You're back now.
2: After that, like you went the <laughs> JC route, you went FCS for a couple of years, and now a kid from PG that didn't get to BYU out of high school went to Snow. And now you're back. What's that like to watch that clip and now be the safeties coach? Here?
3: Uh, you know, it's a pretty sweet deal, you know, and it's a similar thing happening. You know, even back on my mission, I said I was going to play here. And uh, I did, and, you know, you just – self-fulfilling prophecies, man. You just – you got to believe in yourself and take chances, take shots. You know, uh, my mantra with, with all, you know, my players back at Weber State and, and something I, I hope to bring here is just shoot or shoot, you know. You just – you got to take chances and, you know, catch some breaks along the way. But, yeah, I'm I'm really happy to be back.
1: New BYU safeties coach, Preston Hadley, in Studio B. When did coming back to coach at BYU first pop up on your radar as a reality?
3: Uh, you know, I think it was back in – it was back a couple of weeks ago, probably about a month ago, just the, the end of December, uh, where I was contacted and – they just mentioned the opportunity of, of possibly come back. You know, it was uh, actually the first one to contact me was Gennaro and uh, Gennaro and I have been really close, especially over these last few years. And anyways, he just, he had just told me like, Hey, you should probably get your stuff ready for an interview. I'm like, all right. You know, and anyways, I didn't, you know, I just kept working and uh, then, you know, a couple more weeks passed by and he's like, actually you, you might not even have to interview. And uh, anyways, then, a week, another week passed by, and then uh, E or Coach Tuhaki, he just called me, and he just offered me the the position to come here. So I was like,
2: "So you didn't have
1: to interview for it? You just
2: got?" I, it? I think he's
3: crazy for not, but <laughs> we'll see, man. Like,
1: you yeah. let your resume do the talking with Weber State.
3: You know, well, and it goes back. Like, dude, we had great coaches up there, great players. You know, Coach Hill. We were led by a great guy, and I think we were all uh, beneficiaries of of just the the program up there. So. Credit credit to the, to the people I was surrounded by, you know, really, though. That's, that's what it's about. So I was fortunate, man.
2: Tell us about that, that run with Weaver State, not just, uh, you know, last year, but this year you guys make it to, what, the quarters. You almost take down, you know, yeah. North North Dakota, right? They make a field goal at the end. But you guys had this incredible run. All of a sudden, Fessy Sataki's here, you're here, maybe others. We'll see. What? How, how much did uh, working for Jay Hill and being on that staff affect kind of your life and your career here?
3: Well, again, back to Jay, Coach Hill. He's, in my opinion, you know, we all, you know, he he coached DBs a really long time at the University of Utah and did it really well. And in my opinion, I think he's one of the best DB coaches in the whole country. And I'm not just saying that to be biased or anything. I truly believe that. But, you know, having the opportunity to come and be mentored by him, you know, where he really he really just taught me how to be a coach, you know. And and, and also, you know, from my time as a graduate assistant for, for Coach Menahol and, and working for guys like Coach Hal, you know, I learned a lot from those guys as well. And just really coming in with Coach, with coach Hill, you know, just a different way of doing things, you know, was, was huge. It was the game changer for, for me, at least, in my development as a coach. I mean, I, I still have a long ways to go, and, you know, I'm still just a young coach, but um, I feel like I have a great foundation from those I, I've been surrounded by as well. So,
1: You have a very versatile defensive backfield. Like there's some fluidity back there and guys are capable of moving positions and who knows what's going to happen when it comes to game number one, who runs out there and who's going to see reps. But how much do you know about the group that you inherit right now?
3: Well, Well, fortunately, you know, it was only three years ago that I left here as a graduate assistant. So a lot of these guys who are here now are guys who, uh, I was involved in their recruitment, you know, guys like Troy Warner, guys like Diane, you know, um, Zane, you know, so uh, some of those guys I even hosted as a player host. (laughs) I mean, Gavin Fowler, he's been here for eight years, it feels like, and pulled out every shirt in the closet. And, you know, and I love Gavin. Me and Gavin played together. You know, like I played with Tanner. I was going to ask you if there was so, someone you had played with. Yeah. yeah, so I was, you know, I told Gavin, hey, you can call me coach now, man. <laughs> just call me coach, you know. Respect. Uh, but, uh, you know, so it's that's been nice, just already having that relationship with some of the guys prior, you know. And then, you know, guys like Isaiah Armstrong, who is a big ball potential in my opinion. You know, I've, ha- I've been able to to get to know him and, and uh, you know, Austin Lee and Tanner Jacobson. You know, Tanner Jacobson, I played with McKay his older brother so there's there's different ties you know into the group so which which has been really nice in uh in building that relationship with the players because i mean we all know like coaching and athletics it's, it's all about relationships so um it's it's been uh, a relatively smooth transition in just getting acclimated with the group and you know i've just been watching film from last season and trying to get a a really good idea on, on who's capable of 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 doing what
2: what was last season uh like for you watching byu go 4-9, and you're hoping they do better, now you're a part of this group. What was that like for you, and what is that like for
3: you? Man, like once a Cougar, I was a Cougar, you know, and from from watching from afar, and I didn't get to watch a ton of the games because we had our own games, but in the little I was able to watch, you know, you, you, you feel for them and you hurt with them. You know, it's it's a fraternity that you're a part of. And so to, to be able to come in and, and try and contribute to the cause, you know, it's – Like, I'm honored for the opportunity, you know. Whether – I don't know how big of a difference me individually I'll I'll make. Um, Hopefully I I can help, you know, and I think I can help the situation. And, you know, because we got good players. We got good coaches, you know. The the organization is is great, you know. We just got to put it all together. And, you know, I I, I really believe that that we're going to be able to put something special together this year. I I really do believe that.
1: What kind of a defensive backfield philosophy and culture – are you trying to create along with Gennaro Guilford
3: um, you know, really I, i'm my goal is to really implement that same mindset that I played with as a player you know that 's how I was coached you know that 's the mindset that my coaches developed in me, and I, I believe in that in in being tough, being physical, being smart. You know, uh, like I'll be the first to tell you. You know, there was first-round draft picks I had to cover that I did, not because I was a first-round caliber player, but just that that mindset. There's that just that little something extra inside of you, you know, and that's what I I hope to to instill in the guys, and and a lot of the guys have it, you know, or if not all of them already, but trying to to magnify and amplify that. So, um, really, just th- just that mindset. I mean, and just coaching guys who love football and just. Guys who just who are all all in for the team and you know just it's it's gonna be a good journey, man. Like I'm excited.
2: That twenty twelve defense that you played on, we were just showing some highlights of that. Can we talk about how amazing that defense was? Uh, to me this is one of the best defenses. Oh, oh ever.
3: I'd love to talk. Yeah, let's, let's talk, about, let's talk okay. about it. Let's <laughs> hey, talk about
2: it. Okay, NFL guys. Let's talk about the NFL guys in there. Daniel Sorensen, Ziggy Ansaw, Spencer Adley, Kyle Van Noy oh by the way, playing for a Super Bowl, Wona Kavenga. Had a, had a shot in there for a little bit. Wani Unga, Bronson Kafusi, Alani Fua, among others. That was a heck of a defense. That was a heck of a. There's no question here. I just wanted to say that, I guess.
3: Yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, great teams and great units consist of great players, you know, and, and I think from, from top to bottom, I, I thought we were very, very talented. I, I, I want to say at one point, nine of the 11 stars on that unit ended up in some sort of NFL camp. You know, which isn't always the case in... in
2: and you were with the Seahawks uh, for a little bit. Yeah, I was
3: just there just long enough to enjoy a cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: <you know? laughs> a cup of Postum.
3: Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, a cup of uh, hot chocolate.
2: We'll say that.
1: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Preston Hadley with us on BYU Sports Nation, new safeties coach for BYU. What was the best lesson you picked up once you left
3: being a graduate assistant at BYU? Man, uh, God, there's a lot of a lot of lessons. Um, honestly, like what I've learned is is coaching isn't it's not about the X's and O's like th- that's going to sort itself out. You know, it's about getting the most out of your guys. And the 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 better you get to know your guys, the better it just just simple lessons in leadership. You know, just the better you get to know your guys, the more that they know that you're you're willing to, to grind for them, to fight for them, to work for them, you know, because any coach would tell you that coaching, it's, it's a serving profession. And when the guys know that you care about them and, and you're not always going to relate perfectly to guys, you know, um, like I was, I was, I had the opportunity to coach kids from very different backgrounds than myself. And the, the way that you relate to them and, and find success is just, they, they got to know that you care about them. And when you do, when they do know, you, you know, you can push them harder. Um, so that's a lesson. I, I think I learned it's just life is all people. And, it's just your relationships. You know, I read in a book once, it's your it's your relationships first with God and then with with each other. And so it that's it's all about that. And then the X's and O's, that that will work itself out, you know, as you you know kids aren't going to want to learn from someone that they don't like or trust. So that's, that's where it starts. So that, that's probably the, the lesson that I the, – the greatest lesson I've learned so far um, since, since leaving BYU and just finding ways to relate to kids from all different backgrounds, especially one that, you know, you're not from.
1: Preston, you've come a long way. From co presenting with me at the Y Awards in 2014.
3: Oh, we, we had a good run, man. We had a good run. Hopefully, it's not the last time.
1: You know? Yeah, mark it down. We know some people that might be able to make hey, that happen. Make,
3: make a couple calls to the guys up top, man. Yeah.
1: Preston's great to have you. Welcome back to BYU. Uh, we would love for you to sign our new flag, even though it's yeah. got a million signatures on it. You haven't signed the new flag. Oh,
3: I, we need this.
1: All right. <laughs> He's back. Preston Hadley, coaching the safeties, along with Gennaro Guilford, who was with the cornerbacks. That's yeah. good uh, quite, to have, a, quite a tandem there. Good
2: to have him back. One of the greatest uh, PG Vikings ever, you know what I'm saying?
1: Along with Lauren McLean. Yes. <laughs> and
2: Zach Brady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Preston, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys.
2: Good to see you. We'll see plenty of Preston around playing pickup. Intram- yeah, it'll be awesome. <laughs> Classic Clans, maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hey, coming up, why Fred Warner is a better fitted inside linebacker. Than outside linebacker, even though he played outside his whole career at BYU, according to one draft NFL draft analyst. We'll talk. To
1: him. Yes, uh, this analyst also used the word elite. Okay. To describe Fred's senior okay. bowl week. And one predictions for tonight's showdown in LMU on the way, plus why the Lions have BYU basketball's full attention, according to the coaches. What are you suggesting? We bargain. They let us rescue Lynn, we find the ancestor.
3: The companion does the rest. Once it's taken root and you're one of us, we can begin with the drone. Duncan can help us. We can't just leave him there. Don't pretend that this has anything to do with Lynn. This is about you.
1: You can identify these people. Show me the others. Watch Extinct on BYU TV. This is a show that the entire family can watch together. I'm talking about grandparents, the parents and the kids. And it happens all the time. I can't tell you how many times somebody writes us or I bump into somebody and they go, we love the show. And all of us get together to watch it. Why? Because there's something about it that not only excites you through the competition of the race, but then inspires you when they find family. After all, family's what it's all about. Let's do some more live television and radio. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. Live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere you can fit us in.
2: BYU Basketball, Dave Rose, here, Tuesday night live, but it's coming up next at 1 p.m. Eastern time. If you missed it, it's host Greg Rubel and special guest Lee Kamard on the program. Don't miss it.
1: Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. And as I read this, I want you to think about the great series, Chips. <laughs> okay. BYU men's basketball back in sunny Southern California. Maybe they'll see Eric Estrada. Mm-hmm. The Cougars will face LMU tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. Watch the game live on AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain, and Spectrum Sportsnet. For those viewers out of those markets, the W.TV is the way to go. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio with Greg Rebel. And pregame coverage starting at 10 Eastern with our own Jason Shepard.
2: The women's basketball team is in second place in the league right now and hosts third place LMU tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV with your boy Spencer. BYU has a 22-game home win streak in West Coast Conference play, and it is pink week. We were dropped, uh, some shoes were dropped out for the show, and check these out. Check these pink shoes out. These are amazing if you're on radio. Yeah. You're going to have to check it out on uh, TV or the internet. Amazing look. We'll tweet Unfortunately, these are eight picture. and a half. So they won't fit. Spencer, we have to give them back later.
1: Well, at Dan underscore Nielsen, assistant coach for BYU Women's Basketball, has just tweeted in the following, Jerem. You have some pink shoes from us that we dropped at the front desk. Jerem would look good in them. And I'm confident the Sports Nation, the SN bump overpowers the mentions of our conference home win streak. It's all about the <laughs> karma,
2: right? And as long as the shoe doesn't cover BYU Store's logo, then we're good. We've got
1: a headband. Would you rock the, the headband with the pink Nike on yeah, here?
2: Uh, maybe at the end, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll find a good spot for this.
1: Thank you, BYU Women's Basketball, and uh, all for a great cause, obviously. It is uh, Think Pink Week, uh, honoring those that are suffering from ca- some form of cancer. So... Uh, it affects a lot of people, and we love you all. Kyle Collinsworth played 10 minutes with two rebounds, four points, and a Dallas Mavericks loss against the Phoenix Suns. Last night marked the final game of Casey's second 10-day contract with the Mavs. We'll see what happens in the very near future if they sign him on for the rest of the season.
2: And softball is the preseason favorite to win the West Coast Conference. BYU made 13 NCAA tournaments in a row. Also, Libby Sugg is on the USA Softball College Player of the Year watch list.
1: I can't help but notice the smell of new shoes. It's, it's one of my favorite smells in all of mankind. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Another of my favorite things is uh, beating you in competitions, Jerem. Speaking of, let's go and one. Picks,
0: predictions,
1: and one on BYU
2: Sports Nation.
1: All right, it's time. Are you ready to make a move tonight? No. You're not? Nah. Of course you are. I'm getting more and more bold, at least I think, in my picks, trying to open the door for you a little bit. Here's Thank how it you works. For your charity. We make two picks. The first is worth 2, the second just like an and 1 is worth 1. My two pointer today. TJ Haas will have 6 assists in tonight's game. He averages 4.1 per game. And one. BYU as a team will shoot 50% or better. As a team, tonight, the Cougars average 49% on the season. They're on the road. They've struggled in this arena a lot. I think they'll solve it 50% plus in tonight's game in Gerston Pavilion.
2: I'd like to point out the BYU shot 59.5% in the first game against uh, On
1: their home floor, Jerem. And Day. this is the arena where against they've L-M. trailed L-M. by 18 in L-M. each L-M. of the
2: last two years. This team didn't trail by 18 the last two years. Right, my two-pointer BYU have ten or fewer turnovers. BYU averages twelve. They had sixteen in game one, so ten or fewer would be good. Wow, and one. My one-pointer: LMU will lead by at least six at some point. LMU never led in Provo. LMU is going to lead by at least six.
1: You think the Cougars will trail
2: by at least six at some point?
1: A six and fifteen team that is one and nine in conference by six points.
2: Well, you just said that they were up eighteen in the last two years. I so know. I'm saying, uh, six I know. Six-point depth.
1: Solid pick. Solid picks, okay. Why does LMU have BYU's attention? Because of what we have been discussing throughout the entirety of this show. BYU trailed by eighteen points. You were at the game; they trailed by eighteen, right?
2: Was that three games ago. Kyle was had a triple double in that, so I don't. Think okay, it
1: was. so yeah. you weren't. You weren't at that one. Yeah,
2: I go and they don't trail by seventeen plus. Uh, are
1: you getting on a plane?
2: No, Yeah, <laughs> out of pocket, so no. <laughs>
1: The Cougars have a hard time getting into a rhythm offensively as well against LMU because they switch up their defenses. They throw a lot of different looks. They did they so in the, the
2: other team over quite a they bit. They did
1: so in the yeah. second half against yeah. BYU, and Dave Rose pointed that out. We played the soundbite for you. They, they beat us from a score standpoint in the second half of the game in Provo. BYU associate head coach Heath Schroer also added yesterday on this show, the Cougars 100% fully
3: focused on LMU. The last two times we've been down there, you know, we've, we've been down 18, <laughs> you know, so, you know, they, they beat us in the second half here, you know, th- this is a good, I mean, this is a team that, you know, co- I mean, it, will, it causes us problems. Um, they got really quick athletic guards, uh, their post guys, you know, Scott is a guy and go inside and out, you know, what they do, their pressure, um, they, they switch defenses and change defenses to kind of get you off rhythm. Um So, this is a hard matchup for us. I mean, we haven't, I mean, as a team and as a staff, we haven't mentioned a game on Saturday yet. We're all, I mean, we get LMU has all of our attention. And they should. BYU needs to beat
1: LMU. Can you imagine the backlash if BYU dropped this game tonight in Los Angeles? Everybody wants to talk about a resume killer? I don't have killer? to
2: imagine it. It's happened. Everybody
1: wants to talk about a resume killer? Okay, now we're talking about a resume killer because we're into February and we're talking about one of those
2: one hundred and sixty loss
1: fourth yeah. quadrant losses, right?
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, he, he's right. The BYU does have Gonzaga, but they haven't looked at Gonzaga film yet. They're looking at LMU. And I don't like that the West Coast Conference plays Thursday, Saturday. You have one day of full prep for and maybe travel with it. For the next opponent? Like, Ideally, it would like be the Wednesday, Mount, Saturday. The Mountain West um, played Wednesday, Saturday, yeah. and you had a little more time to prep, but budgets, uh, travel, you have to account for all that.
1: Well, at least BYU has the most complete player in the West Coast Conference.
2: It's really helped them get into the top two in the league.
1: <laughs> Our Twitter question today, who is the second best player in the WCC? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At TM Sherbel, I'd rather have Elijah Bryant over Jock Landale any day. So, Jock.
2: <laughs> oh, if, if, a little if Emin, deception up front. If Eminar comes with it.
1: A little deception D-Y did
2: have Jock Landale. His name was Eric Mika. Oh, high He praise. could have matched up with him. He could have. Coming up, Jimmer or China, lots of points and stuff.
1: Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Next, what did Fred Warner do with the senior bowl that has him flying up draft boards? John Ledyard joins us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV beginning promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern.
2: Men's Hoops plays LMU tonight on the road, 11 Eastern time. Listen on BYU radio, pregame starts at 10 Eastern time. We mentioned the television situation, AT&T Sports uh net rocky mountain spectrum Sportsnet, net and then the w.tv if you're out of the uh la and Salt Lake markets
1: our twitter question today who is the second best player in west coast conference men's basketball at jerem jordan tweets in jock landale
2: at jerem jordan i'm tweets just i kidding i was like i tweeted in i, can't, I couldn't remember that i'm busy texting jason because he was at the store to give me some jack links beef uh steak sticks I told him to get them last time. He said, you didn't answer. I'm gone now. So he didn't buy them. I said to buy them the next now time you went. Now you're angry.
1: I'm in the middle of something. Get the man. He's Jack said, Link's beef jerky. You never
2: answered. I assumed you were not interested. I'm on TV right now. You're going to make Jason I'm go back. Them.
1: Jason's going to feel so badly. He's going to go back and get them now. You watch. No,
2: he's not. <laughs> he's not doing that.
1: Uh, our true answer to the Twitter question is from at BYU to the swamp. Elijah Bryant. He's the second-best scorer, first in free-throw percentage, and third in three-point shooting. That averages out to second.
2: Being the second-best player in this league is, is a good thing.
1: When it's Jock Landale, number one, he's the National Player of the Year candidate. Top Good 15 grief.
2: team, double-double machine. Yeah, he's awesome.
1: Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation is the host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast and NFL Draft analyst for FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting. He's a busy dude, if you can't tell. His name is John Ledger. John, nice to have you on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: You probably noticed your Twitter account blew up when you tweeted about Fred Warner and you wanting him on your team. Uh, what did Fred Warner do during what you called an elite senior bowl week that you feel has him ready to fly up NFL draft boards?
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. We always, me and my fellow NFL draft pundits, always joke around. You can always count on when you like a BYU player. You guys are crazy on social media. I mean, you all do everything you can to blow up the refs, and we, we like writing about him because of that. You know, and it's a good reason. I really liked Jamal Williams last year in the draft. And Warner, I mean, when I first watched him, I'll be honest, I didn't know how to feel. I mean, a great athlete for sure, moves really well, super fluid, um, has a ton of range, can cover. But, you know, I knew he wasn't going to play on the edge. He's not a line of scrimmage player in the NFL. You know, he's a little light for that role. And I think he can handle a situation, but he really never rushes the passer. And that's the rule that, you You know, if you're playing on the edge in the NFL, on almost every scheme in the league, you're rushing the passer predominantly. So I didn't see him in that role. So I thought, okay, this is a guy that's definitely going to move back to an inside linebacker rule, you know, either a weak side or a or Mike probably. I didn't think he would be a Sam, although he kind of played a Sam role for BYU. I didn't think that would be the best fit for him in the NFL. So how does he do reading keys and diagnosing things? And It's a totally different world when you're behind the defensive line. You have to pick up on blocking schemes, and you're keying on your guard, and if he pulls, you've got to chase him through a backside gap and find an alley and sift through trash and sometimes work off a block, but more than anything, beat blockers to spots. So it, it, it takes a lot of training sometimes, and I was just floored by how Warner picked it up. You know, I watched through the All 22 team periods at the at the Senior Bowl, and he just seemed to pick up concepts so well. And Read blocks really well, attack his gaps. He was very decisive, and I, I did. I worried a little bit about his physicality, but he didn't seem to be an issue at all in senior bowl practice. He was very physical. You know, He brought it to blockers, but he beat him to spots more than anything, which I think is really translatable to the NFL. So I just thought he had a great all-around week. I knew what I was getting in coverage and in the open field, but I was really impressed with him around the box.
2: John, did you see enough in the senior bowl at inside linebacker, even though he played outside the whole time at BYU, to think that a team is going to take him and put him at inside linebacker and say a 3 4 scheme?
0: Yeah, I think that they could. You know, I mean, the schemes, the fronts do vary a little bit depending on the team, but more than anything, it's what you're asked to do in the fronts. You know, a lot of 3 4 teams these days, in fact, most 3 4 teams run predominantly one gap principles. So it's not quite as confusing a role as you would see in even some colleges, to be honest, you know, they like to get up field. They like to learn linebackers to be able to play fast. And, you know, even if it's an odd man front or an even man front, I don't know that it will matter a ton. More so what Warner's asked to do is going to be, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be teams are going to want him as a weak side linebacker because he does have that flow and that athleticism. Uh, you don't want to have him have to sort through a lot of trash. if He doesn't have to, because you're probably going to have another linebacker that's better suited for that. And, you know, not as well suited for what Warner does really well. So, I think that you'll see teams use him more in that role rather than care too much about whether he's a 3-4 inside guy or a 4-3 guy. Because nowadays, I mean, you're playing nickel 70% of the time anyway. So, you know, it it kind of impacts how many linebackers you have on the field a lot of the time.
1: John Ledyard, host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with us on BYU Sports Nation. Just how much did Fred Warner help his draft stock?
0: Yeah, I think that he helped it significantly, and I think he'll help him more at the combine, which is really the big the big goal for Warner, I think. I mean, a great athlete, you've got to be able to test at a high level. I don't I, I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, I think that will just continue to move him up. You know, I'll be lying if I said I heard from a bunch of people. You know, I mean, I talked to some folks. You know, I know a lot of people were impressed with his performance. I don't know where it will determine, you know, in terms of determining his draft range. But, you know, linebackers with his size, you know, 63, 235, pretty good tape, a good tackler. As far as I know, I've heard of nothing but great character reports on him. Um, you know, so it seems like if he tests really well, that's kind of the final, final piece of the puzzle. And we've seen guys a lot more raw than him get drafted really high. So you know, to me, he is the look of a top 50 type player. Linebacker depends on the team. Some teams value it a lot. Some don't. You know, it's not like quarterback or corner or defensive end. You know, pass rushers. You know, those everybody values those spots. Offensive tackles, but linebackers is a little bit more dependent on certain organizations value them a lot more than others. So I do think there'll be certain teams that are really interested in Warner. I think he's. I think he's going to go second round. You know, even even a tad bit higher wouldn't shock me. But you know, I'm speaking without any knowledge of hearing anything from anybody else. That's just a guess. But guys, with his profile tend to go a lot higher than you think. I mean, think about Hassan Reddick a year ago. He played at his hand down, but he went to the senior bowl. He showed down coverage. He was in an off-ball linebacker role. He shot up boards. His character got rave reviews. He tested really well at the Combine. Sounds like a lot of similar things to what Fred Warner did, and for Warner's even probably more experience and more natural in coverage and in space. So I don't see why he couldn't be a quick riser, especially after the Combine.
2: Second round would be tremendous for sure is is there a team or are there teams that you think would would uh, be a good fit for Fred
0: yeah I mean there's a couple teams that I know that he was he talked with some teams when he was down there I mean everybody talks with everybody at the senior bowl but you know there's some teams back into the first round that would really be looking for somebody maybe like him I could see New England being one to be honest you know they, they've got situation with some of their linebackers where They like to have guys that can cover and can run, and their linebackers. Yo Calvin probably the best one, and he's been a little banged up. He's another BYU guy. You know, I could see them making the connection there, and him doing a lot of the things that uh, that Van Noy does in that defense. And they they just need more linebackers who can run. Their linebackers are just just too stationary right now. Hightower has been hurt, and you know they just don't have enough health and enough bodies at the position. So that's one I think that could interest them. The Steelers are definitely another. Uh, You know, I'm a Pittsburgh guy, so you know I. Feel a little bit doubt into what that team's looking for. They only take ultra athletes. That's all we're interested in. Now there's questions about Ryan Shazir and whether he'll ever play again. And Vince Williams is, doesn't really fit the profile of their typical linebacker. You know, he was kind of the plug-in guy for a year, but I feel like they, they think they can upgrade both linebacker spots potentially. They just don't have enough athletes there. I definitely think they'll value that spot in the in the, in the first round. I don't know whether it'll be Warner or somebody else, but I think that he fits the profile with they Definitely looking for a linebacker. Um, you know, the Saints are another team. You know, the Saints have linebacker concerns. Again, the back end of the first round, and they, that's probably the one spot on their defense. They really need some guys who can move and run, show some range, play some third down, holding, you know, the tail, and, you know, some of those guys, AJ Klein, some guys like that, that don't move as well, you know, aren't, aren't really space players. Craig Robertson, and if Alex Angeloni tells you next year from Florida, you go know, and they pair him with somebody uh, like Fred Warner, that's a pretty athletic tandem, a linebacker. All of a sudden, that whole defense kind of rises a little bit. So, I think there's a couple teams back there, whether it's in the first and the second. You know, and There's obviously the Raiders, uh, for sure, a team that needs linebacker help. The Dolphins are for sure a team that needs linebacker help. I could see both of those teams trying to target him at some point in round two.
1: John, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, we appreciate the insight into Fred Warner and what he did at the Senior Bowl. And I don't need to tell you, uh, if you want more traction on social media, just hashtag BYU, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: You got a John Ledyard, host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast and NFL Draft analyst with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Can you imagine Warner
2: with Van Noy on the Patriots? That would be awesome. The Elders of Defense Part 2. I don't want a reason to root for the Patriots, though. I don't want that.
1: Can you imagine him with Taysom Hill on the New Orleans Saints on special teams? That would be
2: fun. Coming
1: up, two more BYU teams get top 20 preseason rankings. And who is your second best player in the West Coast Conference? We hear from the people of the nation next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Preston Hadley, the new safeties coach at BYU. He's back in Provo. And John Ledyard, NFL draft analyst. Find out where he thinks Fred Warner will be drafted from a round projection. You can download the podcast if you miss any of the show, iTunes or Google Play.
2: Coming up this week, Steve Cleveland and Corbin Kafusi. Why Corbin? You'll find out tomorrow. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU plays LMU tonight in L.A. at Gerston Pavilion. Tip at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. The Cougars a 9.5 point favorite. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio with coverage with the guy who won't buy the beef sticks when I ask him to at the store, Jason Shepard, <laughs> at 10 Eastern Time.
1: Women's basketball. Bitter much? BYU women's hoops in second place in the WCC right now. They will host third place LMU. Big game, 9 Eastern. Watch it live on BYU TV. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth played
2: 10 minutes, two boards, four points. A nice defensive possession against uh, Josh Jackson as well, against the Phoenix Suns last night.
1: Softball. The preseason favorite to win the West Coast Conference, ranked 19th in the preseason polls. Loaded schedule, but that's okay because they have Libby Sugg, who is on the USA Softball College Player of the Year watch list.
2: Jimmer. Jimmer scored 34 points for the Sharks in a 121-103 win over Jiangsu Tungshi Monkey Kings. They're
1: the Monkey Kings? Track and field. Oh my goodness. Former track runner Miles Batty will be inducted into the WCC Hall of Honors at the WCC Tourney. His senior year, he broke the NCAA record in the mile with a time of 3 minutes 54 seconds. He's
2: Lacrosse. Good. Men's teams ranked fourth in the MCLA preseason poll. The season begins February 10th against the Rebels of UNLV.
1: Today's Rise and shop brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need it most, DexterLaw.com.
2: Preston Hadley. He, uh, he went the JC route, the FCS route, and now he's back at BYU. Tremendous player, tremendous dude. We really like Preston, so we're happy he's back.
1: Our elite tweet of the day from at Spencer underscore BYU. Oh, I was like. Underscore Linton? I am not affiliated with this account. <laughs> EB, Elijah Bryan has been the most consistent performer in the league outside of Jock Landale. Being a 50-40-90 guy is a clear indication oh. of that. Yeah, if
2: there was no Jock, uh, EB3 would be the uh, clear-cut number one. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com.
1: The audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ben Murdoch.
3: BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Started over, Jimmer Fredette.